Hey, this is Kevin Weatherby at Save the Cowboy. I want you to tow that stirrup, throw a leg over the candle, take a deep seat, and pull your hat down tight. I ain't gonna tolerate no whining or griping, so let's all strike a long trot down that narrow trail and learn how to ride with God. Come on! What you waiting on? Let's go. Today we are going to start a four-part series entitled Finding Woodrow. Finding Woodrow. And uh, really, if I could make it a longer title, it would be this. Finding Woodrow, rediscovering what you really believe. Rediscovering what you really believe. We're going to connect the dots of faith and see where it leads us. This series of clinics over the next four Sundays, counting today being number one, um, we are going to, uh, it, it, it will bring joy back into your life. And, and I, I'm not going to lie, before it's all said and done, you might get a little lump in your throat. And that's okay. That's okay. Um, it, hopefully, if you allow God to come into your life, this, uh, this series will change how you think about some things. Okay? Um, also, I hope that this series takes you back in time so that you can have a better future. And it is God putting you on his lap and having a conversation about your life. God kind of, you know, you know how like a little old kid will come up and just sit in your lap and they'll tell you about, you know, man, I wish I could ride a Tyrannosaurus Rex and, and, and rope a calf off of it, Dad. You know, I mean, just that, that kind of little kid stuff, right? Well, you're not too old to curl up in God's lap and talk to him about your past, present, and future. So, anyway, with all of that being said, um, I, I went to Texas Tech University in Lubbock, Texas for uh, about three semesters. That's about all I lasted. Quit with nearly a 4.0, and the reason I quit is because I didn't want to go sit in a classroom. I wanted to cowboy, and, 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 I, and I prayed that, that, that I could be a cowboy. I mean, I left the Rockerbee Ranch and, and, and went to school, and, and, I, and I remember just sitting there and, and wearing a cowboy hat, and as close to cowboy now as I could get, well, I worked at a horse auction, so that was, that was a little bit cool, but man, I, I wanted to be out there punching cows. And, and I just remember thinking that all the time. I mean, sitting there learning about empirical formulas and chemistry, and I was just like, I, ah, like get it out of my mouth, you know? Just yuck! I don't, I don't want any of that. I want to go cowboy. I don't want to. I want to be talking about, you know, hydrogen and and peroxide. Is that a, is that an element? I'm not sure. But anyway, I I, I want to have dirt in my teeth. You know what I mean? That's, that's what I want, and there's nothing against college. I, I want all of y'all kids to go to college. That just really wasn't my dream. And so, anyway, I, I got a phone call one day from a guy that used to be my uncle. Okay, he was married to my aunt, and then they got a divorce, but, you know, I would known him my entire life. And, and it was a guy named Mike McMurray, and, and my, my, my phone rings. He's like, Kevin. I said, yeah. And this is before, uh, before caller ID and cell phones. I know they're way back in the old days, right? I did have a cordless phone, but it had an antenna about this long that you used it as a sword. Y'all probably had the same one. And so, anyway, I, hello, Kevin. Yeah, this is Mike McMurray. Well, hello, Mike. He's like, how are you doing, man? I'm gooder than gold, man. How are you? He said, good. He said, I'm in... I'm in Lubbock for a, for a conference, and I knew I knew somebody here. You want to have breakfast? Well, yeah. All right, where do you want to meet? Let's meet at IHOP across from, 
across from Tech. He said, okay, I'll be there. So we went in, and we caught up, and we talked about this, and we talked about that. Mike was a wildlife biologist with the state of Texas, and he worked in Austin, had an office in Austin. And, and anyway, we got to talking about stuff, and he said, how's school going? I said, I hate it, Mike. He's like, why? I said, I just want a cowboy. He's like, really? Yeah. He goes, well, you know, the San Pedro Ranch that I used to manage for 25 years, he said, they're looking for some, for some summer help, and it could even go past that if you, if you want to go do that. I was like, really? He said, yeah. I was like, man, that's, that sounds real good. He said, here, call the owner. His name's Joseph Fitzsimmons. Here's his number, blah, 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 blah. Here, call him, see if he'll hire you. Well, heart. Man, this is cool, right? So, so anyway, I got real excited. And what do you do whenever you're real excited about something? You tell your girlfriend, right? And you're like, hey, 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 guess what? She's like, what? And I said, I might have an opportunity to go work on a ranch in South Texas. She goes, really? I said, yeah. She goes, you're not going to take it, are you? Uh, you ever had that deer in the headlight look like you're not quite sure how to answer a question? So I'm like, uh, why do you say that? She goes, well, that's a long ways away, and I ain't waiting on you if you leave. <laughs> Mule kick, right? This is a girl I thought I was going to marry. So I took a deep breath, and I don't even remember thinking these words. I just said, well, I said, in that case, the answer's real simple. She goes, you're not leaving, are you? I said, I'll see you later. I've seen that girl one time since that conversation right there. I packed up all my belongings, and I packed them into a, to a single cab 1982 Chevy pickup with a 454 in it. You know those kind that you drive like 30 miles to each gas station, and you coast in one of those? Spent my life savings getting to the ranch in South Texas on gas. And I, and, and I, and I got down there. And uh, so I, I can't stress to you enough that there was a dual thing going on here. Because number on, on one hand, I was doing what I'd always wanted to do. Now, I'm not saying that I hadn't day worked on some other places, but I'd never had another job because, see, my dad was a cowboy on the Rocker B. So I just went and helped dad. I mean, I cowboyed on the Rocker B for three years at that time, but it was helping dad. I really wasn't employed yet. I would be later, but I wasn't employed. I wanted a job where it was me getting paid, and, and I wanted to do something. And on one hand, my dreams were coming true. And on the other side of it, it was the most lonely experience I've ever had in my life. I had dated this girl through high school. I mean, I seriously thought I was going to marry her. And um, I'm on this ranch, and it's me and three guys from Muskis, Mexico. They didn't speak English, and I didn't speak Spanish. And to make matters worse, the only TV I had didn't speak English either. You think I'm joking? It was an over-the-air antenna, and the only stations you could pick up were the stations from Piedras Negras, Mexico. So my TV didn't even speak English. So you want to talk about lonely? There was one phone on the ranch, and that was in the headquarters office. And for 10 minutes every Sunday, I got to call one person. Free of charge. You want to talk about lonely. I mean, I, you know, I, you live at home and then you go off to school. And some of you that's gone off to school kind of know about that, that homesick. But, but th this takes it to another level. You can't talk to your family. You can't talk to the people you work with. You can't even understand your TV. I mean, th this was a lonely, lonely 
lonely time. And then a couple of months later, I get a message. You got a visitor coming on Saturday. Oh my gosh. And on Saturday, I watched a 1978 single cab orange and white Chevy pickup belonging to my father cross the, ra- the railroad tracks, the cattle guard, cross the cattle guard onto the ranch him and my little brother. I was never so excited to see somebody in all my life. But really what perked my ears up is I saw, you know, you'll never forget the silhouette of your dad. And and just the way he wears his hat, the way he drives a pickup. I could see the silhouette of my father. I could see the silhouette of my little brother who was a freshman in high school and sitting right in between them, I could see the ears of a dog. He got there, opened up the cab, we shook hands, and dad's, and every dog in here looks up. (laughs) Come here, Woodrow. And out jumps a half blue healer, half border collie dog, about four months old, named Woodrow. Isn't that what dreams are made of? Isn't that what dreams are made of? Getting the opportunity to follow your dreams. You've always wanted to be a cowboy, and and you pray, and then all of a sudden, out of the blue, an an ex-uncle shows up and says, hey, you want a ranch job? Yeah, I want a ranch job. That's what I've been praying for. I mean, crazy, right? What are the odds? I hadn't seen that man in 10 years, and he shows up and offers me a job because they had called him saying, do you know anybody looking for a ranch job? It's crazy. Getting the opportunity to follow your dreams, to make a man out of yourself. You know, and every little boy dreams of becoming a cowboy. Right, cowboy? Every little boy dreams of becoming a cowboy. The other night we were sitting there at home and we just got through eating and and we were cleaning up and and my wife hollered at our, our, our littlest one from, you know, he'd been here since since May from China, and she goes, Jace Ray, you need to come wipe off the table. Because, you know, we all help do chores around the house. And he looked at her and said, I ain't a table washer, I'm a cowboy. <laughs> I was still giggling when I finished doing the dishes. And he was still wondering what happened because he was wiping off the table. He's lucky she wasn't wiping off the table with him. But every little boy dreams of becoming a cowboy. And every cowboy needs a dog, don't he? Every little boy dreams of being a cowboy. And every little cowboy needs a dog. But I've got a question for you. Did you catch the key word in what I just said? Every little boy dreams of becoming a cowboy. And every cowboy needs a dog. If you had to pick a word out of that statement, every every little boy dreams of becoming a cowboy. And every cowboy needs a dog. What's the most important word in there? Is it cowboy? Is it dream? Is it becoming? Is it dog? What's the most important word in there? It's not the one that you think it is. Not where we're going. Not where God is fixing to take you. Because the most important word in there was a three-letter word spelled A-N-D. Every little boy dreams of becoming a cowboy. And every cowboy needs a dog. See, and, A-N-D, is the stuff that dreams are made of. When I grow up, I want to be a cowboy and own a thousand, no, a hundred thousand head of cattle and, and win a world title in bronc riding and be married to Sandra Bullock. And there's nothing personal in this, okay? I'm just, I was just making stuff up, okay? It's just, I want to grow up and I want to be a cowboy and own a thousand, a hundred thousand head of cattle and win a world title in bronc riding and be married to Sandra Bullock and have a good cowboy, a good cow dog named Woodrow and drive a dually pickup with a flatbed on it that doesn't suck gas like my 1982 single cab Chevy 
4.54 and live in a big house with a slide where all my friends can come in and stay for a branding. And, and you ever talk to a little kid about dreams? You know what the one consistent thing about a child's dreams are? The word and. And this. And that. And this. And this. And this. And this. And this. And it just keeps going. And it just keeps going. And it just keeps going. Listen to a child's dreams. And you will find the word and. Listen to an adult's dreams. And you will find vagueness. You will find logic. And you will find fear of failure. Those three things I like to call the dream killers. Do you even know what your dream is anymore? I mean, think about it. And I'm talking to you older people, you know, like, you know, y'all that are like 25 and up. I mean, a little older than me. And um, do you even know what you want? Do you, are you unsure of what you want, how will you know to get it? I mean, think about this. You, you ask an adult, what is your dream? Well, suddenly we think that when we're an adult that we can't have dreams anymore or, or, or we're just unsure because life's not going the direction that we thought it would go. What is your dream? If your dream is so vague to you, how will you know to ask for something specific? If your dream is so vague, how will you ever know if you will get it? Think about that. I mean, sometimes we pray and we don't even know what to pray for. And we just say things like, well, God, you know, if you could just, uh, oh, I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I want to be, I guess, help me out. And, you know, I don't want to have any. We just pray these vague prayers that I'm pretty sure God's even going, what do he say? I mean, seriously, are your dreams so vague anymore that you don't even know what they are yourself? The first dream killer is being vague about your dreams. Uh, you know what? A kid is never vague about his dreams. Well, he, like I said, he, he is specific. He knows exactly, she knows exactly what she wants and what she wants to do with their life. And, and, and most of the time we just go, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the second dream killer is logic. In his book, The Circle Makers, Mark Batterson says that when we are young, our thinking is nearly all in imagination. But as we grow older, we switch from imaginative thinking to logical thinking. And that's when our dreams start to die. We lose our imagination. Our big house with a slide is replaced by a more affordable model with a porch. Our 100,000 head of cattle is replaced by a 9 to 5 with 401k and benefits. We stop dreaming and we start thinking logically. Our dually pickup is replaced with an economical model with good gas mileage. Our bronc riding title is replaced with a weekend watching rodeo instead of participating in it. We start using the logical side of our brain, okay? We, 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 start, we stop remembering that, that God is in control, that God can do anything. And we, we start replacing our hopes and dreams with, with stuff that we think that we might be able to attain or, or we ramp our dreams down just a little bit so that it'll be easier for God to accomplish, right? Easier for God to accomplish or easier for you to accomplish. Logic never made a single dream come true. It only talked us out of them. It only talked us out of them. And the third dream killer is fear. Fear of failure. Fear of failure. Well, what if I can't, uh, what if I don't get 100,000 head of cattle? What if I don't have the three million acres it'll take to run that? Or fear of the work you need to accomplish that? Or 
fear of the sacrifice that it will take, fear of the reputation that you might lose in following a dream that nobody understands, fear of your reputation for following what's in your heart instead of following the crowd. These are dream killers of being, some people don't even know what their dream is. It's as vague to them. So they, if it's vague to you, how do you know to pray for something? How do you know that God is going to fulfill that if you don't even know what it is? And then we start trying to think logically and well, you know, maybe this will be easier for God to do. And, 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 then, and then all these fears start coming into play. Well, what about this? And what about that? And what if I don't get it? And you know, blah, 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 and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. They, these, are, these are dream killers. These are faith killers. It's time that we put and back into our lives. A-N-D. And is what dreams are made of. And does not let us grow old and moldy. And ensures vitality. And gives us hope. And it gives us faith. God wants to answer your prayers and fulfill your dreams. And every little cowboy, every little boy dreams of growing up to be a cowboy. And every cowboy needs a little dog. See, God doesn't want us to have vague dreams. He wants us to have specific prayers. If your prayers or your dream is vague, you wouldn't know if it, it was answered or not. I mean, we, we just pray for stuff like, well, God, you know, could you just, I mean, maybe like, maybe give me a better job. Well, year down the road, six months down the road, you, you get a better job. Do you think that that was the only way on earth that you would get that answered, that God answered your prayer? Or is there a little thought in your mind that says, well, I've been working hard. I kind of deserve that promotion. God does not want to answer your vague prayers. And as a matter of fact, he's probably not going to answer your vague prayers because if he did answer them, you wouldn't, they're so vague, you wouldn't even know it was from God and he wants all the glory. In James chapter four, verse two, the brother of Jesus himself says this, you have not because you ask not. You have not because you ask not. Illogical dreams. That's what God wants you to have. An illogical dream. God answers illogical dreams because he's the only one that can. He's the only one that can. For, you know, and, and, and y'all have heard this time and time again, but maybe it will sink in. You know, my wife said, my dream is to move to Colorado. I said, I'm not moving to Colorado. And she said, well, I'm going to pray an illogical prayer, an illogical dream that God's going to open a door for you in Colorado. And the next day, a complete stranger called me on my personal cell phone and said, God told me to call you and tell you that you're supposed to start a cowboy ministry in Kiowa, Colorado. Illogical. There's no doubt that it comes from God. Are your dreams logical and attainable? Are they so small that you could work your way up to it without God's intervention? Or are your dreams so specific and so illogical that the only way that they will come true is if God intervenes? Because that's what he wants for your life. In Matthew chapter 19 verse 26, Jesus looked at them and said, with man, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. It's called a miracle for a reason, and God wants to work miracles in each and every one of your lives, but he's not going to do something that, that is vague, and you're not even sure exactly what you want, or it's so logical that you might be able to do it even if he doesn't. That's like praying, well, God, you know, I pray that I have a good day pretty soon. You know what? You don't have to follow Christ. You can have a good day, okay? And when that good, good, good good day 
got a little Elmer Fudd going on. When you do have a good day, you don't even realize that God is answering a prayer. And, and chances are, he's probably not. Because you wouldn't have given him the glory for it anyway. Or maybe if you did, do you think that the, that the, that the being that we serve, that lit the fires in a hundred trillion, trillion, trillion stars in the sky, is only capable of getting a good day for you every now and then? Come on. Where is, you know, J Jesus said time and time again, Oh, you of little faith. Oh, you of little faith. Fear is failure. A lot of times we are scared we are going to fail. <laughs> we are scared we are going to fail, but I'm here to tell you that fear is failure. Because just as many times that Jesus said, Oh, you of little faith, or God was saying, Have faith in me. God was saying time and time again, it is said that over 365 times in the Bible, that God says, do not be afraid. And yet, 99% of us live in a constant state of fear. Fear of failure, fear of the future, fear of repeating the same mistakes, fear of losing somebody, fear of, of losing something, fear of not attaining something. Fear, 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 fear in itself is failure. In Deuteronomy 31 6, God says this, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them, for the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Is that written to somebody else or do you truly believe that God is speaking to you right now when he says, you have not because you ask not. Is God truly talking to somebody else or is he not speaking to you when he says, with man, your dreams are impossible, but with God, everything is possible. Is God talking to somebody else or is he talking to you when he says, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them for the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. He'll never run off. He'll never lope off and leave you at the gate. He's going to ride right there with you. If you want to rediscover what you believe in, if you want to reignite your faith, or maybe you are just ready to leave your vague, logical, and fear-infested life behind and start a new one filled with adventure and fulfillment, then all you have to do is remember one word, A-N-D. God wants to work in your life. He wants to do something big in your life, but he's not going to do something that you're not going to notice and that he's not going to get the glory on. He's not going to answer those piddly prayers that usually involve materialistic possessions or something like that. He wants to do something amazing with your life. And just, just so you know that there was little kids that Jesus brought back to life and there was 100-year-old men and 100-year-old women that God gave children to. You are never too young. You are never too old. You are never too anything for God to make your dreams come true but they have to be an and dream they cannot be vague they cannot be logical and they cannot be based on fear and Jesus said truly I tell you truly I tell you unless you change and become like little children you will never enter the kingdom of heaven that childlike faith a specific one filled with and 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 
knowing that with man it's impossible, but with God everything's possible because we are going to get it, because we are going to ask for it, and we're going to keep asking for it till God gets tired of us asking for it. He's just going to give it to us because he knows it's that important to us, and he knows that because you've been praying about it and praying about it and praying about it, that when he does it for you, that he's going to be the one that gets the glory, and you'll be able to stand up in front of somebody or share something over a dinner table with somebody that God's, how God worked in your life. Unless you become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Let's pray. God, we know that this message was for us because it spoke to us so clearly. Help us to remove our doubts and ignite the passion of our dreams and let those dreams hinge on your power and your glory. God, help us to pray prayers that can only be answered by you and have the faith that only you can answer them. God, show us what it is like to have a childlike faith. One more time. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. I sat there a couple of weeks later on my horse as I put Woodrow in a cinder block walled fence and I listened to him yelp and holler and scream because his cowboy was riding off from headquarters without him and what happened next I'll tell you next week we'll see y'all next week thank y'all hey thanks for joining us for another clinic before you ride off we have a special gift for you save the cowboy has a brand new app available for iPhones and Android smartphones and tablets You never have to miss another message, and we've thrown even more stuff in. There's a Bible, our full unedited clinics, cowboy devotionals, videos. You can even order our books or call and talk to me. That's a ton of stuff that will keep you riding right beside the Lord for years to come. Please download it by searching your app store for Save the Cowboy, and don't forget to lend us a hand if God has blessed you and you like what we're doing. Just text Save the Cowboy to 77977. That's Save the Cowboy to 77977. For Save the Cowboy, I'm Kevin Weatherby. Stay out of the wire.